Matthew chapter 13 and verse 35 quotes Psalm 78. I will utter things that have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Our Lord Jesus was teaching in parables. Why? In Matthew chapter 13, he tells us he was teaching in parables so that some people would understand and so that other people would not understand. And then he goes and gives these parables of the kingdom where he says, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like. What was he doing? Answer, he was saying things that had been hidden for 6,000 years. That is why he says in Matthew 16, I will build my church. It must be built in the future because it was not built in the past. It was hidden. Take your Bible and, and see this, just to see this even more clearly. Open your Bible to the book of Romans 16. Romans 16. And verse 25. Romans 16 and verse 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery. Which was kept secret since the world began. The mystery was hidden from the beginning of the world. What is the mystery? Keep going in verse 26. But now it is made manifest. What is made manifest? The mystery. There is this mystery. It was hidden for a long time, but now what's happened to it in verse 26? It's clear. When is it made clear in verse 26? Now, in this age, and as he says in verse 25, during the preaching of Jesus Christ, during Paul's gospel. So in verse 25, when is the mystery hidden? From the beginning of the world. When is the mystery revealed? Right now, while Paul is alive, while Paul is preaching the gospel. Hidden in the past, revealed now. Look at the last phrase in verse 26. According to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations. What was made known? The mystery. When was it hidden? From Adam and Eve, right up until the time when Jesus was talking. It's Revealed when Paul preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. And look down at verse 26. What is the subject of the verb made known to all the nations? Funzani? Nico? What is the subject of the verb in verse 26? Made known to all the nations. 
The mystery. It is the mystery. The mystery was made known when the gospel was preached. It was hidden to the Old Testament. It's revealed and made clear right now while Paul is preaching. In fact, it has been declared to all the nations. What is the mystery? It's the gospel of Jesus or the doctrine of the church. How do I know it's the church? Let's go see other verses that say the mystery. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 3, just a few chapters over. Ephesians 3, verse 1. For this cause, I, Paul, wait a minute, for what cause? For this cause points us back to chapter 2. Does anyone know what's happening in chapter 2? Look back at chapter 2. Verse number 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of God's household. What do we call God's household? The church. What do we call God's household made up with strangers, foreigners, and fellow citizens, and all the saints? We call that the church. Look at verse 20. You are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. What do you call that thing that is built on the foundation of the apostles? And what do you call that thing that is built on Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone? Verse 21, in whom all the building is fitly framed, it grows together to a holy temple in the Lord. What is the holy temple in the Lord today? It's the church. Verse 22, in whom you also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Where are Christians or in what are Christians built together with Christ by the Holy Spirit? It's the church. Ah, chapter 3, verse 1. For this cause. What cause? The church. Keep going in verse 1. I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to me, to you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery. Do you see the mystery? Wait a minute. For this cause, I wrote to you about the mystery. For what cause? For the church. On behalf of the church, I was explaining the mystery. What's the mystery? Verse 4. Whereby when you read, you will understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Oh, go read my letter and you'll understand what is the mystery of Christ. Verse 5. In other ages, it was not known. What does that sound like? Romans chapter... 16, verse 25. Romans 16, verse 25. In the Old Testament, it was not made known. Or the verse that I opened with tonight. Matthew 13, verse 35. When Jesus is giving the parables of the kingdom in Matthew 13, verse 35, he's quoting Psalm 78. Or Matthew quotes Psalm 78 and says, I will declare things that have been kept secret from the beginning of the world. What things were kept secret from the beginning of the world? This mystery, the doctrine of the kingdom, the doctrine of the church. Let me put these up here so that we'll remember these. These aren't in your notes. These were in the notes that I was going to print if the printer had had electricity. What things are, we, are, are, are connected to the mystery here? In chapter 13, verse 35, he says, 
the things that have been hidden from the foundation of the world, I'm declaring to you, and Matthew 13 is a collection of parables called what? The kingdom parables. So the mystery is equated with the doctrine of the kingdom in what book of the Bible? Matthew 13. In Matthew 13, mystery is connected to kingdom. In Romans chapter 16, verse 25, what is mystery connected with? Okay, you are right. It is the church, but, but there's something clearer. I, I'm not going to deny that, and I'll write that if you want. But if you, if you look at verse 25, you'll see something really, really clear. That is correct. I, I'm not denying that, especially in verse 26. In verse 25, there's another phrase. By, my, by the preaching of my gospel and by the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How does it say it, uh, Papa Nico? Can you read that verse 25? And notice the, the phrase about preaching. Paul's gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Keep going until you see the word mystery. He's preaching the gospel and he's preaching about Jesus Christ in what way? In the way of the mystery. So I'm going to say mystery in Romans 16 is equal to the gospel or preaching Christ. But you are right. It is also the church. He even says that. Especially in verse 26. So in Romans 16, you see the church or the gospel or Christ. Let me just put the church up there so that we clear because you are correct there. Now in Ephesians chapter 3. For this cause, I'm talking to you. Well, that's in chapter 3 verse 1. What is the cause for which Paul is talking to them? What is it? How do we know that? The previous chapter. Exactly right. Well done. So mystery each time equals the church. This is now Ephesians 3 and Ephesians 2. Keep going in Ephesians chapter 3. Look at verse 5. Which in other ages was not known to the sons of men. What things were not known in other ages? In Matthew 13, it was the kingdom. In Romans 16, it's the gospel or the preaching of Christ or the church. Here in Ephesians 3, he hasn't told us just exactly what it is he's about to. Ephesians 3, 5. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. What was now revealed to the holy apostles and the prophets? The church or the gospel of Jesus. Look in verse 6. He gives us a specific. This is the specific part of the church that is now revealed. The Gentiles, the Shona and the Venda and the Tsonga and the American, will be fellow heirs, heirs in the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ, again, by the gospel. What do you call it when you have a group of Gentiles and Jews all together? You call that the church, right? Oh, we already have Ephesians 3 up there. 
Now, some people like to say that Ephesians 3 only refers to the coming together of Jews and Gentiles. I don't think that's correct. Some people say, what is the mystery? Well, look in verse 6. It's Jews and Gentiles coming together. I agree that that is part of it. But that is not the whole mystery. How do I know? Because I just read Romans 16. And I'm going to keep going. Look at verse 7. Whereof I was made a minister. According to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. Verse 8. To me who am less the least of all saints is this grace given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. In verse 8. Paul's preaching all the glory of Christ. And we're getting close to it. Look here in verse 9. I'm trying to make all men see the fellowship of the mystery. What's the mystery, Paul? Well, from the beginning of the world, it was hid in God. Where, when, when was the mystery hidden? From the beginning of the world. Now, let's look at verse 10, and you see if you find the word church in verse 10. To the intent that now to the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. The multifaceted, many-sided, manifold wisdom of God. Do you see the church in verse 10? The mystery that's referenced in verse number 9 is clarified in verse number 10. So some commentators will say, no, the mystery in Ephesians 3 is only that Jews and Gentiles come together. And I say that's not fair. What is the context in chapter 2? It's the church. What is the end of chapter 3 verse 10? It's the church. What do you call it when Jews and Gentiles are bound together? A church. And what do you say in verse number 8 when he says, I'm preaching the unsearchable riches of Christ. Was Paul going around only saying, hey, we've got a new group. Jews and Gentiles can get together. No, he was saying who made the group and how he made the group and how you get into the group. He was not merely saying, let's all love one another because we can get together. That's true. That is true that we should love one another. And it is true that we should get together. Some people will use the last passage, chapter 2, to preach against racism. And it can be used to preach against racism. But it is not only here for preaching against racism. It is in The Bible, Ephesians 2 and 3 are in the Bible to tell you the unique glory of the church. The church is something never before heard of. It is different from the Old Testament. It was hidden from all the ages in the past. And now there's something new. This is not merely supposed to say, hey, if people come from Zimbabwe, smile at them and greet them. We should smile and greet people from Zimbabwe. But that is only 20% of the message. The full message is this. David wasn't a church member and he didn't see this. Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. They did not know this. John the Baptist did not know this. That's the fullness of the message. It's a new thing. It's different. The Old Testament is great. 
But this is much better. It's different and exalted and far beyond. Let's see at least one more passage. Go to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1. Oh, what a wonderful passage. The entire chapter of Colossians 1 is explaining the preeminence of Christ, how glorious Christ is. But look at verse 18. Christ is glorious in what? In verse 18. He is the head of the body. What? In Colossians 1, Christ is glorious. And it shows how he's glorious by creating the world. It shows how he's glorious by controlling the world. In verse 18, it shows how he's glorious by being the head of what? He's glorious for many ways. Make a list of how wonderful Jesus is. And Paul gets in verse 18 to the glory of Christ as the head of the church. Now keep going down. In verse number 26. Even the mystery which has been hidden from ages... Now, you're familiar with that, right? You've now seen it several times. You saw it in Matthew 13. The kingdom parables were hidden from the ages in the past. You saw it in Romans 16. It was hidden from the ages of the past. The preaching of the gospel was unknown to Abraham. It was hidden. You saw it already in Ephesians chapter 3. It was hidden from all the wonderful believers of the old covenant. Moses didn't know this. It's hidden from him. But in verse 26... The mystery which has been hid from the ages and from generations, but is now made clear to whom? The holy ones, the saints. Verse 27. Well, what is this? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is. That word which points back to the mystery. So take out the word mystery and say the mystery is. Does that make sense? In verse 27, you can take out the word which and you can say the mystery is. Verse 27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. The mystery is what? Christ in you. David could not have the hope that you have that Christ is in you. When Jesus prayed the night before he died in, in John 17, and he says, I in them and thou in me. I am in those people. I'm in Peter. And I'm in Andrew. And I'm in John. I'm united to them. They are like a branch tied up to a tree. We are bound together and we are united together. David could not have had that hope. Because it was hidden from him. Some people would say, was David in Christ? How could he be saved if he was not in Christ? My answer is this. We know for sure David could not have had the hope of being in Christ. He could have had many hopes. He could have hoped in God's loving kindness. He could have hoped in Jehovah. David could not hope. Of being bound together with the Son of God because that was hidden from him. That is a hope reserved for a different group of people, for people today. And 
Colossians 1 makes it very clear. This is a new thing. Now, all of that shows us that what's happening today is different than what was happening in the past. What's going on right now is unusual. It's a change. It's something unique and different. What is the unique difference? How have things changed? Well, now we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Can you give some to me? I'll list some and and, and whenever you have one. Now we're baptized in the Spirit. Now we know the name of God's Son. Now we all get to partake with fellow believers. We have a universal spiritual church. Now we have a spiritual church. Now we are baptized. They weren't baptized before. Now we have, we can choose godly men to teach us. Now we have a higher standard to be disciplined. Can you imagine Samson or Solomon being in your church? Can you imagine Solomon being in your church? He's good enough to write books of the Bible. He can write Proverbs. He can write Song of Solomon. He can write Ecclesiastes. He could not be a member in my church. It's new. These are things that were different from then to now. Samson. Samson, could he have been a member in your church? He was immoral. But the Holy Spirit still came down and gave him power from time to time. But then the Holy Spirit left him as well. All of that to give us the background to what we're really going to teach and study now. And that is, this new revealed mystery, this new thing that God is doing, is the church.